sir, we promised you a great man. Right here. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Rosenberg. Thank you very much, Stack Guy Greg, and welcome everyone to the number one podcast on planet Earth when it comes to sports and recreation. I'm talking about Cheap Heat. I have to address, um, normally we just address the Cheap Heat universe, and if you are simply a hashtag with a life member of the Cheap Heat universe, you may fast forward for 10 minutes, and I will not be offended to when we get into what is a major week in pro wrestling. However, if you want to get caught up on something that happened, and I know, guys, our friends who are here, who have been writing emails, who are hashtag with a life, I know I wasn't going to get into it on Twitter anymore. And honestly, Twitter has been playing less of a role in my life the last couple of weeks, okay? Honestly. However, yesterday, I decided to tweet after seeing probably, I don't know, the third maybe post about the WWE's new signings for NXT, which include Ricochet, um, which which was exciting, see a couple names I know, and see the name War Machine. So I see the name War Machine, and the only thing, I know War Machine is not referring to the dude in MMA who nearly beat Christy Mack, the adult film star, Nearly beat her to death. I know it's not referring to that guy, obviously. But after like the third time seeing it, it just crossed my mind. I'm like, this doesn't work. All I'm thinking about every time I see that name is this dude in in a story that was so scary. In a story that exists in an adjacent world of combat sports called UFC. So I put up the tweet. Yo, so... um. War Machine's going to have to change his name, right? Here we go. Now the IWC, Greg. Cheap Heat Universe. Now the IWC's angry. Why? Twofold. Number one, I played myself and didn't even know. <laughs> didn't even know that a decorated tag team in Ring of Honor in New Japan was a tag team. I referred to him as a him. Now. To anyone who simply thought, and I'm sure there are many people who didn't tweet, who simply thought, oh, damn, I thought Rosenberg would know that they're an awesome tag team. He doesn't even know that? Damn. I respect you. I understand having that thought. We can spend time explaining why I can easily miss stuff like that. I don't really feel the need to do that. But then there were other people. Who did, oh, man. Who didn't just have the thought, oh, man, hey, dude, that's a tag team. No, no, no. At the moment in which, and we'll get to what I was actually trying to say in a second, because, of course, no one ca- Actually, let's get that, that out of the way. No one cared about the actual point I made. They either thought I'm so dumb that I thought they actually signed a man who's in prison and beat and, and beat a woman badly in War Machine. Or they thought I was in some way insulting the tag team by suggesting the name should be changed. Which it will be anyway. So, Greg, I'm glad you said that. Let's start there. Everyone's name gets changed. Almost every single person who has success on the indies and or Ring of Honor, New Japan, whatever you consider non-WWE pro wrestling, 
they all get their name changed. Yeah. And War Machine, particularly, I didn't even think about the MMA dude. I thought about the Disney character, the Marvel character. There's, they already make action figures and T-shirts. There's a character named War Machine. There's too many things. His name, their name is changing. Did it again. Their name is changing. So it was a comment that had nothing to do with the tag team, but there were some people who got mad that they took it as a diss or what are you talking about? Guys, I know if you Google War Machine, you get many different things. Go on YouTube and type in War Machine. You get a, you get a terrible film that you get, just came out last year. You, you get, and then you get images in a courtroom. It's just, it's, it's absolutely insane to think they're going to keep the name War Machine. Not a big deal. Not an insult to the guys. Calm down. So then you have the people who are angry about me not knowing. I have a question for anyone listening to this podcast or watching on Twitter. I don't even know if people are watching. When, when, Greg, have I ever, ever, what up, Chris Jericho, ever in life pretended to be a devout follower of New Japan? Never. Never. That's right. Never. Never have I. So everyone coming at me as if I'm now a fraud. Let me explain what you reek of. And and I admit, I responded right away by saying something about hashtag with a life, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, people who have no life get their panties in a bunch. All right? I understand. It's upsetting when you start questioning your entire life. For the 80th time, people who are with a life aren't offended by these things because I don't go at people who simply love New Japan who consume every bit of Ring of Honor, who are still with TNA, who go to indie shows on weekends occasionally, who love PWG in L.A. I don't come at those people. I come at people and say they're not with a life. When you get angry at other people who aren't into those things, people who don't declare to be into those things, first of all, I spent years focused on every bit of indie wrestling that existed. All of those people I were into, and and by the way, yes, at that time, that includes Ring of Honor, who was technically then indie. I know now they're owned by Sinclair. I know. It's still indie, though. Yeah, I know. Again, it's a game of semantics. Oh, but they're a $4 billion company. Oh, yeah, because the head of Sinclair is actually programming the booking. He's doing the booking for, for Ring of Honor. Here's the thing about that, too, though. Like, If you say that Ring of Honor is not an indie because they're owned by a billion dollar corporation and then you can say the same thing about TNA you got to remember though by that logic WWE is technically an indie because they're owned by a billion dollar corporation but they're not a subsidiary they're not part of a larger structure the entity is WWE and pro wrestling is what they do right so by it. you know what so you're right by their logic WWE is the indie and they're both majors that's exactly right. You're exactly right. Fine. WWE is fine. And now I'm the biggest fan of indie wrestling. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Well done, Greg. World Wrestling Entertainment is its own independent company, Titan Sports. It has nothing to do with anything except that world um, and other things that have spawned off from that. Yeah. So you're right. They're the indie. And, and in your eyes, because the other companies are owned by bigger conglomerates, they're not indie. Except you know that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about a style of entertainment. We're talking about – now listen, Kenny King made a good point. 
So did Cody Rhodes, who weighed in and talked about they live full-time off Ring of Honor. And by the way, of course, they were super respectful about it and not offended. But they're like, yo, it's it's a it's a way that we live. So we we get Cody Rhodes says he gets paid better at Ring of Honor than he did at WWE. But that was not part of the argument, though. Nothing to do with the argument. That's not like, by the way, it had nothing to do with even my original thought. And it's not an insult to say you are an indie wrestler. And for the record, of course not. For the record. What I the reason they jumped on that was because I, I said I'm trying to be honest I'm not familiar with War Machine's indie work. They're like, how dare you indie? Then you go read the first line of their paragraph, uh, first paragraph of their Wikipedia page: Ring of Honor, New Japan, and various independent promotions. What do you think I'm talking? When you say indie guys, you think you only mean guys who do um, Jersey All Pro. Or Pro Wrestling Syndicate? No. It's guys who wrestle in small feds like that and in bigger ones like Ring of Honor New Japan if they make it to that level. What are we talking about? Oh, I forgot. I forgot what it all comes down to. And here's the part. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. The people who get angry at me and think I'm a fraud are all jealous and petty. Let's just be honest. And by the way, I get it. You see me, and I've done the same thing, and think, he doesn't have a right to have that voice. I know more about wrestling as a whole than he does. And by the way, when it comes to current product outside the WWE, I guarantee you you're right. I guarantee you you're right. Because that's not what I'm into. The reason I got my job at WWE is twofold. One, I'm a huge fan of wait for it WWE that's what I'm a big fan of I don't I don't sit and schmooze indie talk on the weekends I learn about people practically when they're already stars at NXT the people who listen to this podcast know I barely knew about Bailey like what are we talking about I don't claim to be anything else I'm not some dude with a podcast where we spend time talking what are you talking about so there's twofold number one I'm a fan of WWE And number two, the reason it's me talking about WWE and hosting 25 Moments uh, in Monday Night Raw history or doing the things that I do with WWE, it's because I'm a fan of WWE and it's because I'm great at what I do. I'm a broadcaster. I'm entertaining. I do it on a ton of platforms. Bro, and the collective bro, you know who I'm talking to. You know more than me about current. Is that what you want? Yes, of course you do. Of course you do. You know way more than me. This makes you feel better? Is that why you think, so you're going to walk in, you think that Vince McMahon is interested in putting someone on TV who's boring, kind of schlubby, doesn't really have much to offer entertainment-wise, but knows everything about the modern independent product. What are you talking about? That's what makes you without a life. You're worried about what I'm doing. You're being angry and petty. You didn't even focus on the conversation in the first place. The conversation got totally derailed. It simply was, damn, War Machine better change their name, except I said his, because I don't know. Besides the Young Bucks, I don't know if I know another tag team from the indie world. And you opened the floodgates with that one. (laughs) Oh, my God. they? They were waiting. But by the way, all you had to say was, Bro, you don't know about War Machine? And I would have written back, nope. Which you did. No, I, which, right away. Which you did. Hold on. And then the conversation a, should have ended, ended right there. Right. I went, oh, you guys think I should pretend? Uh, you want me to be a fraud? 
Then there's the other la- layer of all the idiots who are jumping in, and they're going, well, he's just a shill for WWE. You realize the original statement that I made was one that was essentially critical of WWE. <laughs> the, the original statement was, I know you just signed this tag team, although I didn't know they were tag team. You got to change the name. So I, I don't understand. So how many different things are you going to be mad at me about that, that all they can do when you add it up is lead to – you? it sounds like hate. Yeah. Even And they already hated me, Greg. Yeah. They hated me before that. They hated you when you got signed to Hot 97, honestly. like They hated me the second they heard – the second these are the people that when they saw me doing interviews went, why, did, why is he interviewing Shawn Michaels? Why is he interviewing Jerry Lawler? Why is he interviewing Hulk Hogan? Why, because I'm a WWE fan – who really worked hard and happens to be a good broadcaster and turned it into something. And by the way, for all the people screaming at me about indies and these indie jabronis getting mad at me, bro, do do y'all even spend money supporting indie federations? I I actually worked indies for free. Many, Yo, Google, Peter Rosenberg Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Go see how many shows I was on getting, shout out to my boy Eric, I love you, I don't know if Eric ever paid. Maybe once he paid me like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Never got paid. For years. Oh, you're into Kenny Omega? That's cool. Because I called a match of his in 2009. So what are we talking about? And now that I'm with WWE and ESPN and Hot 97, I have to pay attention to absolutely everything. Listen, should I have read the full press release and realized they were attacking? Although I will tell you, if you read the first paragraph, it's still not clear. War Machine's a tag team. And they... Paragraph two, I, you got to keep going. I don't even know if they is technically right if you're saying War Machine because it's singular. Whatever. You're right. That's reasonable. It, that's a reasonable expectation. I mean, listen, Bro, you messed it up. Vol- it, that's reasonable. Voltron was a machine and it was like five robot tigers together. Exactly. So, so I get it. Counts. It. No, it counts. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And I have no problem being like, Bro, read the thing. Yeah, I, I know you're busy. I know you had three different jobs that day. Read the thing. That's totally fair. But when we go down into this other path of where every bit of hate comes out, it's baseless. It's just that you don't like me. And guess what? Frankly, yo, Greg, I've never seen more people who knew what I was hired for at WWE. The reason he was hired is because he's supposed to know these things. That's incredible. I was never told why I was hired. (laughs) That's incredible that you guys know. You think the reason they have me get up and give the WWE fans perspective before pay-per-views is because I need to know everything about tag teams and other wrestlers outside of WWE? Or is it because I can eloquently speak about WWE passionately as a fan? So you're just mad that it's me doing it and not you. And I get it, but instead of hating, how about you work harder and make it happen? We're talking about 10 years of working hard. We're talking about begging and having doors closed in my face many times. Awkward conversations. Asking Vince McMahon for a job to his face. Asking Stephanie McMahon. Was that on camera? Yes. (laughs) But I asked asked Stephanie and and Triple H for jobs to their face off camera. That's, That's many awkward, annoying, difficult things before I got the opportunity. So, listen, it was a fun argument to have because I found it to be so layered. And when, and you know, I obviously, even though I don't like getting into it on Twitter about some things, this was just fun. This put a battery in my back. And I felt the need to come on here and clear it up. When I say with a life, 
I don't mean people who love and, and watch endless amounts of wrestling. I mean people who judge the way other people consume wrestling. Okay? Listen, I don't know everything about SoundCloud rappers, but I still know more about rap than you. I don't know everything about every indie wrestler coming uh, coming out these days, but I but I read over every word of Gary Hart's autobiography with a magnifying glass. I may not study wrestling the way you do. That's okay. That's okay. Honestly, I, the truth is, New Japan is dope. It's really cool. We already talked about on this podcast how I fast forward through matches on TV sometimes. I like stories. That's what makes me pass. My favorite wrestlers are characters. My number one wrestler of all time is Boogeyman. Just kidding. But I wanted Shout to give the, Boogeyman. But I wanted oh. to give that to y'all. And I think he will He's be. He's gonna be there next. He will week. be at Raw twenty five. Shout out to Boogeyman. Week. So, anyways, Greg, I know we, I want to move on. There's a lot to get to, but I know you had a couple of things you probably felt like you wanted to say as well. Is there anything specifically you didn't get to address? Yo, you hit every nail right on the head. What were the people saying as you were watching the comments roll by just now on the uh, on Twitter? Somebody just said Boogeyman is dope, though. Uh, I did love his head. Always popped for his dental Sam care. Sam Roberts is watching. What's up, Sam? I, you know what? I, I be, I'm, I'm interested in Sam's thoughts on this because Sam pays much more attention than I do to ROH and New Japan. But I, I'm just curious to his perspective. But he also knows how insane the IWC is. Now, Sam is more friend of the IWC. So I don't think that's the route that he publicly takes. And not that he's ever privately bashed it to me. But I know Sam's a rational enough person to see when irrational hate comes. Someone says Sam does his job. No, again, you got to understand, Sam's job also is not to comment on New Japan. Now, if Sam has time and enjoys watching that product every week, it's on my DVR every week. Does it get watched? Not often. We've talked about many times on this show how in the era we live in, how difficult it is to simply get through five hours of WWE programming a week. You know, plus NXT, plus 205 Live, plus that I'm always watching old stuff on the network and I'm a nerd and my job will be in a week. I have two jobs in the next week. One uh, before Raw 25, I have to talk about Raw history and what we can expect from Raw 25. And then I have to do the Royal Rumble. So I've been watching nothing but old Rumbles, nothing but the Raws surrounding Rumble. Guys, that's and this my- is And this is what you have to do on top of staying on top of no, the but music I don't really care, game, but I don't even staying care. on top of the sports. And, and listen, and I fail in all of them. Let me be clear about that. In every genre that I do... There are people screaming at me that I don't know enough. And it's it's a weird thing for me because the way I made it to Hot 97 was my quote-unquote savant-like hip-hop knowledge. That's how I made it to Hot 97. That's why Ebro gave me a chance was this like I was such a nerd for hip-hop. And then as years go on and you do more and more, that love that you have manifests itself in different ways and it becomes a part of who you are. But like I said... I you, you there are kids watching right now who who have a rapper that they think is so popping. Yo, I didn't know um Lil Peep. I didn't know Lil Peep till he died, bro. I wasn't proud of it. I wasn't like, "Oh, I loved it. I didn't know him and the kids knew it." No, I was kind of bummed out to be honest with you. But it was what I and then in sports, oh, forget it. I get crushed in New York sports every day. <laughs> every day I come on the air, I'm tasked with talking about Yankees and Mets and things that, and again, the people there who get mad at me too don't understand. Wasn't hired by ESPN to be a sports expert. Was hired to come be entertaining. 
That's just what the gig is. So the people who don't like me, they use, they find things that I mess up on and use it as the, just don't like me. You don't need a reason to not like me. Right. And that's what the thing that struck me about yesterday is too, because like, it felt like everybody who had an excuse jumped up at like the perfect time or what they saw as the perfect time because at all the criticism that were thrown your way and like all the side conversations that was had that I had with people, um, that you had with people, that people had amongst themselves, none of them addressed the name change. None, by the way, which was the most reasonable, everyone knows the name's going to change. And yet no one wanted to talk about that. It was only because I didn't know who they were. I'm sure they're really talented. I'm excited to see what they do in NXT. Oh, yeah, they don't. I, I, think, I, I will be on board. I'm just saying I'm not only obligated to know them. I'm obligated to know and be a fan of everything, even things I'm not. It's not It's not my cup of tea. And that's the other thing, too, about them, too. Like, you just mentioned them going to NXT. I, I'd like to see them on the main roster, but they almost have to go to NXT because you can't take them. Like, when AJ Styles showed up on the main roster straight through, he was AJ Styles. He was AJ Styles before. Same thing with Gallows and Anderson. If you're going to change the name, they almost have to go through developmental so that they can get Well, not only that, not only that, two things. AJ Styles was AJ Styles. He was the best wrestler in the world and was huge in the in the most legitimate form of competition WWE had at the time. And so and AJ had been at W had gotten a look at WWE once before. AJ's a little bit different, right? Gallows and Anderson, well Gallows had been there once. Yeah. So again, sort of a different situation. Well, what I'm saying though is like um they War Machine does feel main roster ready, but there's going to be so many tweaks that they have to do. To do they them. feel more, do they feel more main roster ready than Samoa Joe? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. But but even still, like maybe Samoa Joe wanted to go to NXT. Like who knows? I know. Adam, I, don't, I, I don't think he wanted to be there for that long. Adam Cole wanted to go to NXT and and like do that rather than just go straight to the main roster. So like, and also I have a question for all you guys who love you know are obsessed with ROH and New Japan and other in indie promotions. Do you think that talent, when they then get to WWE and are worried about performing every day, you think when they go home, they check their DVR and watch every match that they've missed? Like, you know, I spent a lot of time being really focused on that stuff. And then you, I've always been very honest. I'm a huge fan. I'm such a huge fan of WWE. And my end goal was always wanting to be a part of it in some way. I wanted to contribute to it. You know, that, that's the truth. I never, I've never proclaimed to be a guy who just wants to go and go to random, like me at this point in my life, there are not, there are not many indie shows that I would go to. I want to go to a PWG show, which I've never been to, it's supposed to be a movie. Um, but it, it, when I used to go to shows a lot, I found myself sitting through matches that had stories that either didn't exist or I didn't know about. And they would go on for hours and hours, and I get it, a lot of high spots, a lot of cool, talented wrestlers, a lot of guys who could work in different ways, but that's not what I'm there for. That's just, and that's, and, and by the way, think I suck. Guys, the number one wrestling talent of all time to me is Bobby the Brain Heenan, okay? That's, that, it's, it's not Chris Jericho, or Chris Benoit, or Eddie Guerrero, or any other, or Brett, who's right, oh, oh. Brett's my favorite wrestler of all, all time. Right, I'll take that. But my favorite all overall talent? It's Bobby Brain Heenan. That's what I'm into. SGG, we've covered it all. How many people are still there? 
How many people sat through this? <laughs> 109 people. 109 members of the proud IWC. I hope you, uh, I hope we've shed some light on this issue. And if you don't think we have, I frankly don't care. So SGG, uh, I think the, I think the news we have to start with is Paige. Yeah. I, I think that is by far the biggest, um, the biggest story of the last week. I, I'm so shocked by this. Do you have any 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 updates, any insights? Because I, I mean, I personally think it's really unfortunate if it ends up um, being what people are saying that it's going to be the end, the end of her career. No, I believe it's the end. Well, then that is that is very unfortunate. Um, yeah, no, I I believe it's the end. Um, just based on just based on what I'm. Hearing and what it sounds like from a just circumstantially, I think it's the end, you know, from a wrestling standpoint. And I have heard, I will say this, I've heard she's doing very well with it. Um, she was, listen, she didn't have to be at TV last week. If she was really like crushed to the point of she couldn't perform, she didn't have to be with absolution last week. Yeah. And she was. So I see that as a positive sign. And I think she already said something about next week or the Royal Rumble. She's going to be there even though she's not in it. But, you know, what upsets me the most about the Paige story is how the last 18 months were spent for her. Yeah. You know, she she ends up in a relationship with Alberto Del Rio that none of us know the details of. But from every indication on the outside, we all thought like, well, this is a mess. Then she ends up with an injury. And ends up, you know, I think staying out, just staying out beyond the injury because she was just sort of seemingly from the outside, at least hanging with this dude. And then during that time has the terrible controversy come out about her, which is like super at the very least, super embarrassing in the moment Mm -hmm. and personal and just people seeing you in that light is that's hard. I don't care whether you judge. I'm not judging the behavior, even if you're not judging it. Um, frankly, it's just, uh, that's a tough thing to get through for anyone. Yeah. And she was young too. Like she's still, she's young right now. She's 25. Like she's even younger when all of this stuff was happening. So, so she goes through a year in which she's not wrestling. She's rehabbing from an injury. She's in a relationship that obviously seems rocky and crazy from the outside. I'm sorry. Pa- I don't know Paige well. That's how it seemed. And then on top of that, you have this tape come out. Then she finally comes back. And gets a great reception and is just getting warmed up. And I'm pretty excited about her being back. And she's back for two seconds. And at a house show on Long Island at Nassau Coliseum, takes a kick in the back from Sasha Banks in what looks very routine. You can see the way her neck snaps on it, though. Something looks weird about it. And she hits the ground really hard. And then basically can't get up. Basically can't get up. And the interesting thing is she comes back. Everyone's like, oh, it looked bad at first, but she's okay. I got a text from my boy who was there. He's like, yo, Paige just got injured seriously and sent me his own video of it from the show. Or maybe he found it on social media. I got him tickets to it. And he's like, yo, Paige <laughs> just got injured, man. A few minutes later, I'm like, um, he's like, I forget how he found out. It looks really serious. And then like within the day or so, you could read that it looks like it was okay. Yeah. And then she comes back and we find out it's likely the end of her career. Now, listen, she's really young, but everyone's saying it's like an edge-like injury. 
Um, it's not one that you can toy with at yeah. all. And man, it just sucks. Um, you know, maybe she'll be be a great manager. You know, maybe she'll be a, a great mouthpiece for Absolution, but um, especially especially with her being 25 and like you said missing so much of the last 18 months um due to injury it's just like you almost have to think about what what could have been you know what i mean especially like cuz when we talked about charlotte being the um a grand slam women's champion with NXT Divas Smackdown and um Raw Women's Championships Paige is right there as the only other woman who could mm-hmm. possibly do that too. Wow, it's a good uh, point. It's a, it's a semi stat at a stat guy, Greg. Semi stat, semi stat. But it's like now, will we get? Will we get that? Will she get that? You know what I mean? Like the WrestleMania moments that happened for um, all these women since she debuted, and like she just happened to miss all of them. Now here's the craziest thing. So it's already crazy enough. Let's take it to the next level. Okay, next level. They made a movie about her life. Yeah. And the in the movie about her life, of course, with it ends with her being a superstar. She made it. We haven't seen the movie. It's not out yet, but it will be soon. The movie produced by The Rock, it ends it ends with her being a champion, making it in this amazing story, and then after the movie's done filming, she gets injured and this dream is cut short at twenty five years old. Yeah. Paige I think Paige could be around for a very long time should she want to be. I think she, as a personality, could do a lot. I think she's barely scratched the surface. Paige, the personality, I think we've barely seen it. She could be an excellent, an excellent manager. She could, by the way, with her history too and how she came up. I, I, you know what? I barely, like I said, I don't know Paige well. I haven't seen her in a couple of years. I want to see her and talk to her. She could be the first woman who does color commentary. She has a lot she could do. When you're born into it that way, those are the people who make excellent talkers on the subject. Yeah. She could really do a lot. So I hope that she sticks around. But um, certainly sad news as we get ready for this really exciting, fun week that I'm super pumped for. If It's like WrestleMania Jace right now. Super excited. SGG, take us through the Roman Reigns story. So it's... Wait, before, I do, before you do that, I just wanted to say... Uh, I just want to say one thing that I think is important. So everyone pay very close attention to the words that I'm about to say. All that aggression inside you, you chose to take it out on an inanimate object. And not only an inanimate inanimate object. Hey, shut up. Shut your mouth. Thank you, Seth. All right. Tell us about Roman Reigns. (laughs) So um, a gentleman... Uh, by the name is he a gentleman? That word's so overused. Continue. A person, there you I go. guess. If, you, if we get to do that, uh, by the name of uh, Robert Rodriguez, who's currently um, in jail. He's a steroid distributor um, out of Miami. Um, he gave an interview to the DEA, and in that interview, he named some of his clients, and uh, Roman Reigns was on the list of names. Any uh, anyone else from? WWE? No. Uh, no. A couple actors. and uh, But the the three big names that they were throwing out there was Mark Wahlberg, um, 
Josh DeHamel and Roman Reigns. And Josh Dumel, how dare you? Josh Dumel. I don't really know what he does. Wasn't he down with WWE too? He he appeared on the episode of Raw recently, right? Like yeah. last summer. I think so. But um, but yeah, Roman Reigns responded and was just like, "I've never heard of the dude." Like that's. And he said, "I've been tested eleven times since." I said, "I got in trouble once. I learned my lesson. I've been tested eleven times since." Thank you and good night. Right, and that's that's what makes me feel like um, it's a non-issue because. He, he, they they test these people all the time, all the time. Um, Roman already has been suspended. He was suspended when he had the WWE title. So if he had a problem, they would have suspended him with the Intercontinental Championship around his waist, no problem. Um, yeah, it's just it's a non-issue. It's it's rumor and speculation at this point. Now, look, if more information comes out, or if he uh, fails another test. Then I guess I'll, you know, happily come back around and say um, there's more smoke to this than there was more than me that met the eye with this. But right now it looks like a non-issue. Let me let's be clear. No one expected to get an uh, an objective thought on this from Stack Eye Greg. Um, oh, my goodness. But that being said, I don't think there's anything else to talk about here. To me, it's a no nothing story until we get some evidence that it's just not completely random or like, wait, how do, how do we know the list doesn't predate? Like, he ended up on the list somehow because of when he did do something bad. I mean, yeah, I just... We don't know. We really don't. How, do you like the touch yesterday? And, again, I, I do feel bad. So many people came here and wanted to listen to the podcast and didn't know what I was just talking about. So I apologize to those who were just like, all right, shut up, Rosenberg. But um, what did you think at the end of the day? I didn't even know there was a Roman Reigns story going on. And I said, since the IWC already hates me, I just wanted to post this. And, po- <laughs> and posted a picture of me and Roman Reigns. Perfect timing. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Anything else from outside the ring, Stack Guy Greg? Um, yeah, well, you mentioned uh, two other signings, um, War Machine and Ricochet. I don't want to forget Candice LeRae. She got signed to um, WWE. They are really good, Candice LeRae. Great tag team. They, um, I think they have a real chance to mess up the women's division some proper. Candace and Lorray, they're both very talented. Yeah, they had a big feud with uh, Lay Cool a couple years back. <laughs> Good to see them. I hope we see Lay Cool. On a serious note, I know Michelle McCool's going to be there. They have, I think, I read twelve spots open for the women's rumble. Everyone thinks Michelle McCool's in the rumble. She's already advertised for all twenty-five. Although I'd probably rather see Michelle McCool than Lay Cool, because I think Michelle McCool, by the end of Michelle McCool's run, even though I liked her most as a heel in Lay Cool, I thought she could actually really work. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, it feels like a lot of them, like from that era, they got really good and then they stopped. You know what I mean? Like their best years were not. Yo, it's so true. It's like I thought that there were a few women at that time. Because why did Eve Torres just disappear right when she she got like? She actually kind of started getting there. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, Maurice left when she got. I thought Maurice was good. Yeah, huh? like they we 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 were with them shooting in the gym. Like we were there when through their terrible years, and then they left. And it, and it's so true. We were with them shooting in the gym, and it's so funny because when the women's revolution started, everyone just was like the previous era where everyone was trash. And I was like, well, <laughs> I I actually enjoyed some of the women in the pre-women's revolution. <laughs> era but again i don't know anything but that's the thing too though like the previous era i wouldn't say when everyone was trash but it was the previous era when we watched them produce trash right i mean listen because the women that came up in the women's revolution like 
they came up main roster ready. Like, well, but let's also be clear. Everyone talks about, you know, that era. What do they? What do they call the era after ruthless aggression? It's this, right? Isn't it the reality era? But ruthless aggression ended what? In what year do we think? I feel like I feel like ruthless aggression ended. Oh, seven around the time. Nah. Nah, I went way after that. Really? Because I look at Ruthless Aggression, when John Cena said that um, to Kurt Angle, that's, oh yeah, I guess you're right, because that's like, not to like, 03 or something, 04. Yeah. So I guess you're right, but it, but Because I think, the, I feel like the pipe bomb is when people started to be like, oh, Ruthless Aggression is over. And then it's reality era. Yeah. Huh? Well, maybe you're right. But people forget, they dissed that era for women's wrestling. Don't forget that besides Trish and Jackie... Like, there were good people, but there was some bad stuff in the Attitude Era for women's wrestling. I mean, bad. Puppies! <laughs> yeah. Puppies! Yeah. That's all That's all it was about. Do we know your next appearance? There's a, a pay-per-view coming up. You going to do the pre-show for that one or no? You know what? I don't know. Uh, they just, they call me almost at the last minute. I'm just like the go-to guy when they don't have, when they think of me. Or when they don't have anybody, if somebody gets sick. Or like, uh... When Booker T, they had the floods in Houston, and then I think uh, Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is, he got sick or something. I love how much that other dude loved. He lo- <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I like that guy. His co-host is a funny guy. He, he appreciated the moment. So SGG. Um, and Goldberg I, in the Hall of Fame. A lot of people haven't said this. What do you think about me inducting him? I think it's perfect. I think... Who better? Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. Right? Who better? I know exactly what I'd say, too, if I got the opportunity. I really, I here, I would come out. I'd stare right at the audience. You know, bum, 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 like a real moment. I'd wear a beautiful tuxedo. I'd wait for the crowd to quiet. I'd look to the audience. And I would say... Think if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place at the raw at the right time. Let me say it one. I'd say more let me time say it one more time. So you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right guy, it never gets old. By the way, if any of you out there think that that's old i let's just be honest we don't see things the same comedically because i don't think i will ever get bored of that audio yo how long do you think they should let his um hall of fame speech be goldberg yeah the average goldberg match was like two minutes three minutes you think they should just dead hit like yo get in whatever you got to get in in 10 minutes or less i'll tell you this it's goldberg's an interesting one because Number one, you know, his run is weird. I mean, he he obviously had just a rocket on his back. And his list of great matches, I mean, some would argue it's at zero. <laughs> I'm not saying me. I, I really would have to go back and look at go back at, and look at some of the really important WCW I ones. I feel like him and Lesnar at Mania was way better than I thought it would be. Did you rewatch it? Because people, I mean, people think that's the worst match of all time, but that's because of the crowd. No, no, not twenty. The one that they just did for the. Universal oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I like that. That match was good. Yeah, that match was real, like real. I thought good. it was entertaining. Now, but I've, I've also, you know, Goldberg has said he actually didn't hate the match they had at twenty. He didn't hate it. He thought it never got a chance. I mean, maybe want to rewatch it. 
Like, he just thinks it's it's hard to count a match when the entire crowd from before it starts is like, we hate you both for having <laughs> right. the match. That's one of those you probably just, I guess, got to watch it on mute and then see how you yeah, feel I was thinking about, about it that. Or, yourself. Or you just got to hold that L and know that people hated it because you were both leaving and it is what it is. Um, I, I uh, Goldberg also then doesn't have a really distinguished WWE run. Right. So he's not thought of as the world's best wrestler. He's a football player turned wrestler. Then he didn't have a great WWE run. He just came back for a run last year, which was good. It was cool. It was fun. I have an affinity for him because, frankly, his name's Goldberg. Um, understandable. And, um, yeah, you of all people have to understand Un- what I'm talking uh, Completely about. understandable. At the Jewish power rankings, it's him. All-time wrestling Jewish power rankings. Goldberg is number one. You know, and then you have, um, sorry, I lied. Macho Man Randy Savage is number oh, one. Oh, yeah. The old, is that confirmed? Confirmed that- half Jew. Trust me, that's how, you know. Which I, half though, because the, the right mother, half. Mother. Then he's 100%. Well, you know what? You actually could say that's true. The right half makes you 100%. I know, which is sad for my future children. But yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, so Savage, father Randy, uh, uh, father Angelo Poffo, his mother was Jewish. And you know this, cause if you go read stories about him, you can read about all the anti-Semitic jokes people would make to him all the time. Mm, Trust me, he yeah. was Jewish. And if he was circumcised, then he's definitely 100%. Well, I haven't gotten to check that out personally. Um, Savage number one, um, in my opinion, Alexa Bliss, number two. Goldberg, number three. Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now it's her, on her, with her, it's her father. Oh. Okay. But she's still half Jewish. That's enough to get you in. Uh, she's still in the power rankings. Yeah. Am I forgetting someone else? Number 692. Oh, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> and what about Noam Dar? Oh. He's certainly above Barry Horowitz. Though. He has to be. Yeah. No disrespect to Barry yeah, Horowitz. None. Anyways, um, so, but it, it is an interesting one. Um, I'll say this. It, it, everyone was expecting Goldberg to be announced. So I, I hope we get one that we didn't expect. I really do. Um, but listen, had to happen. He was huge last year. You know he's going to go in right away. It is what it is. SGG, I thought it was a fairly entertaining week of television this week. The two notable things to talk about from Monday Night Raw, of course, well, the number one thing to talk about was my performance yeah. on the top 25 months. I was going to say that, too. Like, you thought it was a memorable week of wrestling, and I feel like, eh, kind of. I feel like the best part of it, not to not to sound like a show, was, go ahead. No, was go, the go Raw ahead. 25 special, uh, oh, you and Corey Graves. Thank you. I just couldn't agree with you more on this. I have to tell you, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I thought it was really, I thought it was fun. And yeah. I got to tell you, I love the skit with Sean Mooney, if you watch the version on the network, because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't on USA. But Mooney was so damn funny. So I hope you check that out. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch that special. Um, but the two things I thought were notable this week were Braun Strowman doing even more Braun Strowman-y things. Yeah. And by the way, it has been confirmed. He is going one-on-one at the Royal Rumble. Changes Matt. It's him versus the Statue of Liberty, which I think is tremendous. Is that at Raw 25 or is that the Royal Rumble? That's announced for Raw 25. I'm sorry. Okay, I got confused. Um, it, he wins if he can pull down... The entire Statue of Liberty. So, um. It's gonna be a squash match. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And you know who's going over. And it ain't that Liberty. Um, and also, uh, the return of the curb stomp. Yes. A lot of people excited about that. Yeah, I, I saw some strange. What did you, what did you hear? I got asked a strange. Tell question. me what you, cause I got asked questions about it too. What did you get asked about the old curb stomp? Someone asked me, um, do you think it's insensitive? That they brought back 
the curb stomp. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly. I don't have a direct quote. But it was like insensitive. Do you, think, do you think it's insensitive that they brought back the curb stomp on MLK Day? Uh, I'm and, confused. And I thought about it for a second, and I answered no. And my answer is still no. But there are rumblings from around um, the internet wrestling community. Why would it be disrespectful to him? That the curb stomp is a racist maneuver. I'm sorry? Yes. Um, I got a chance to listen to Brian Campbell's podcast, the Brian Campbell, excuse me, in this corner. And uh, there was a discussion about the curb stomp and it being racist and, uh, you know, that it was probably not the best move for them to bring it back on MLK Day. And then, and then the point was raised that, like, you know, they, they're they glad that at least an African-American wrestler didn't get hit with the curb So can stomp. you explain why it's racist? And if you tell me it's because of the scene in the movie. I, that is the only thing. That is the only—now, granted, I'm not a white supremacist. So I don't know, like, what they talk about. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that really is a part of their culture and everything like that. But uh, the only thing that I can think of that would make it remotely racist is the scene from American History X. And I like uh, think we're overthinking that one. That now listen. So you know, and you guys know that SGG would be the first person. What? I'd be in the front line. Are you serious? This is a man who, if Hulk Hogan came and begged him for uh, his forgiveness. Would say no in his face. Right. What if he said, what if Hulk Hogan said, not only do I apologize, SGG, but at Raw 25, I'm going to go out and in the ring and I'm going to declare that Bret Hart is the greatest of all time. Will you forgive me if I do that? It's certainly going to start the discussion. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but no. And then if that happens, it'll all go out the window when, uh, when he hears some of the things you've you said about him. Do you recall? Well, you know, I mean. Hulk Hogan is the Sugar Hill Gang, right? And Bret Hart is Rakim. <laughs> Don't ever forget. Um, yeah, by the way, that is a huge reach that it was insensitive to bring that back on MLK not, Day. Not Stop. racist, not racist. I gotta tell you, they actually did a pretty, their tribute that they do, did to MLK, um, I thought the Dr. King tribute was nice. They actually used some pictures, some really good ones that I was not that familiar with, yeah. that I thought were pretty dope. Right out the gate, I, didn't, I, don't, I realized I never saw him as a child. Yeah, they did exactly. They showed him a picture of him as a kid. I know you, he has a mustache every time you picture him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. My wife was like, "It's so interesting that they do this." She's like, "Why do they do this on on WWE?" And I was like, "You know, I think I'm guessing. I think it's just a Vince thing. I think he just like likes the big American holidays and believes that since they run con- the shows constantly on, yeah, that they have to observe the holidays with everyone at like." I think it's just part. Of, I think it's like I think it's a, I think it comes from the patriotic streak of Vince McMahon. That's my thought. Possibly, possibly. Um, I can I can see. But that. no, you're reaching. Just enjoy the curb stomp. Yes, and they they did change the name. Which when what they, they call it? They called it the blackout, which was the name. Racist n- people people tried to say that too, but the blackout was the name that he had for the move in NXT. If you Google curb stomp, like nothing racist comes up, so that's not why it got banned in the first place. And then um, blackout was not like another racist type of wink, wink, nod, nod to the original name of the move because blackout was the original name of the move. Um, 
we've got to move along a little bit here. But yes, just enjoy that it's back. Some people ask me if I, they thought that was the beginning of Rollins turning, like with Jason Jordan. No, I didn't sense that at all. No. Um, my boy Jason said that, but I watched it back. Didn't get that sense at all. I thought it was, I thought they're still going the way they're going with Jason Jordan, uh. which is still great. Him getting in the way constantly, him causing trouble constantly. I'm just a huge fan of everything that is uh, yeah. Jason Jordan right now. Uh, I, I wish that his odds were higher. Now, I also heard today, I heard today that the odds changed. Daniel Bryan, his odds have gone to 13-2 to two to win the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan is not going to be in the Royal I mean, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Because... I can't say that he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble, but then also be clamoring for him to come back at some point. You know what I mean? Like if they got to set the wheels in motion at some point and get him in the ring. So if he does show up at the Royal Rumble or insert himself into the Royal Rumble, that I would enjoy that. No, uh, yes, I would safe to say I would. All right, Greg. Um, I almost wanted to do a special show to preview Raw twenty five. But we won't be able to do that. So what we'll do is next week we'll, we'll do a very special. I'll try to get us some good time to break down Raw 25 and preview the Royal Rumble because it is such a big week next week. So do you have any Raw 25 insights slash tidbits slash spoilers that you can that you can give us? Um, I'll say this because let's be honest. We know you know. <laughs> we know you know. No, I, I wish I knew. I, I've heard a couple of things. That made me happy. Okay. That, that if they happen, if, and I think there's still ifs, if they happen will be things that our listeners will be like, oh, Rosenberg, Rosenberg love that. Carlito, MVP, Kennedy. Those are Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy. Those are the names that would truly excite me. But I do not know anything I've heard things i have nothing confirmed at all and it, i'm just hoping against hope that uh something mage happens speaking of something mage happening have a seat come have a seat now just in time for the black power rankings just in time we add more blackness of to course cheap, which people have been saying this is the one thing that's been needed on cheap heat more blackness especially with february right around the right around the corner a beautiful talented Black Woman, heiress <laughs> from Black Announce Table. Um, how are you? Good. How is everyone doing today? Well, I already, you're going to have to go back and listen because you were on your way here. So you missed yeah. me ranting and raving against the IWC. <sighs> you saw Did me. Did you get, give it to them good though? I gave it to them solid. Yeah. Okay. You saw me getting torched yesterday. Yeah. We talked about it briefly. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> Thank you. And she's not just saying that because I have a gift for her. But, <laughs> um, Real quick, uh, tell people where they can, if we've already plugged it before, but where people can find your, your podcast. Yeah, so I also have a wrestling podcast called The Black Announce Table. You can find it on iTunes or you can find it on SoundCloud. Uh, The Black Announce Table. Search for it, listen to it. Um, I, I, I just find the show to be charming. She, she also is the only person who is a bigger Roman Reigns mark than Stack Guy Greg. We out here. We out here though. Yeah, I mean, I would say that you're more than her. Greg, except Eris, I believe she'd be willing to do something about right, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> she, she got it. <laughs> uh, I think she appreciates certain aspects of Roman more than you do. His luscious hair, for example. Exactly. It is a luxurious head of hair. Now, I admit, I, I, I thought about having you up here before, and I was just like, I don't want to blow up her spot 
too quickly because you're mm-hmm. building the podcast. Yeah. And I knew that when people like looked you up on social media and saw you mm-hmm. and knew that you were obsessed with wrestling, you would instantaneously gain a lot of followers. Some for great reasons yeah. and some for reasons that might be more superficial. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, did any of that happen from our early plugs or no? Definitely. So people still found you. Yeah. Even though I didn't plug your direct social, did I? No. They just looked up Black Announce Table and found you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's dedication. Yeah, no, they were putting in the work. <laughs> and so, yes, uh, but I do think, I just think, I just think there's a, a gap. There aren't a lot of places where, uh, people of your background, frankly, you have a voice in wrestling. And so, um, I think it's cool. And let's be honest, most hot chicks who tweet me about wrestling, I follow back. So, if you're looking for a cheap creep follow back, you know you're gonna get one. So look up the black announce table, and now without any further ado, Stack Guy Greg, the physically large with his black power ranking. Uh-huh. And I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black. Honorable mention goes to Cedric Alexander. Um, I thought you were going to say Cedric the Entertainer. No, no, Cedric Alexander. Maybe, okay. maybe in February, Cedric the Entertainer. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, definitely Cedric Alexander. Big win um, over Tony Nice, um, building the Enzo feud. I want to see him win that title, though, so he gets an honorable mention for right now. And then number three. Titus and Apollo. Oh, yes. Mm. Titus Worldwide. Look at, look at Titus Worldwide yeah. winning matches out here in 2018. I actually didn't expect that. Right? No. So I don't think anybody huge. did. Against former tag team champions at that. So mm-hmm. you got to pay respect to that. Now, listen, I, 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 got, I get excited when Titus Worldwide wins. And um, I think Dana Brooke being involved is hilarious. Is hilarious. She stole my gimmick, but she, you know that guy. Yeah, I don't Yo, she did. Yeah. I, didn't I think re- she's a mole. Yeah. I didn't realize gimmick she infringement stole, was so stole. rampant with with her. All right, yeah. but uh, yeah, but it, listen, it's obviously the it was going to further a storyline with the bar. Um, but I still I was excited to see Titus Worldwide stacking some wins. All right, SGG, keep going. Yeah, and then Jason Jordan in the number two. Number two. Yeah, because like we said, man, his progression to. Uh, heel is becoming better and better like him even telling Seth, uh, Seth Rollins you know I can get my father to cancel the match if need be like he Ooh, already yeah. feels I love that he already feels like he has Kurt in the palm of his hand and uh, tripping Finn Balor like he just really well everyone himself. everyone who thinks that Jason Jordan's a bad guy I just want you to know someone whose wife went to college with him was like hey I loved your interview with Jason Jordan and they sent me he's like look there's a picture of him from college and it's him shirtless holding an adorable puppy so I just want people to know <laughs> Alexa went to college with Jason Jordan <laughs> oh. <laughs> no it was on Alexa someone hit me up and was like oh my wife went to school with him by the way shout out to everyone who's been emailing me nothing but love and awesome things about the podcast I read every email that comes um, to Rosenberg Beats and I appreciate it and, and in a number one here we go this is a shocker Mm. It's Booker T. What? Wow! Yeah. This is it's nearly un- one is unfathomable. T because I, I I enjoy his commentary regularly, but um on Monday he gave me the black moment of the week when, <laughs> when he, he escaped. Yeah, yeah. When when Braun was going on a rampage, and he, Harris, you had the same thought. And he approached the announce table. Booker T did what he had to do. He shoved Michael Cole. People don't realize that the reason Michael Cole ended up in Braun Strowman's hands was because Booker T just had to pull a move. And, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. And that, for me, was 
probably one of the most entertaining things that happened uh, all week. That is uh, that is very amusing. Um, Eris, before we wrap here, and again, guys, I know I spent like 20 minutes ranting today, and I apologize. Next week, we will break down everything at Raw 25. I will be doing the kickoff for Raw 25, which is at, I guess, 7 p.m. on Monday. We'll break down everything from Raw 25, and we'll preview the Rumble, go over all the odds and everything else. Um, but, Eris, was there anything that happened this week on WWE that excited you, got you angry, but what, what what was your biggest takeaway this week? My biggest takeaway was that Braun Strowman, it's his year. And if he doesn't get this belt at the Rumble, I'm going to be so. It, you want him to wait for Mania? Um, I mean, I think that that's the direction that they're going to take it in. But I want to see him win now. Well, just dominate. Well, I want you to remember something, Eris. What? It's not a belt. It's a title. <laughs> um, all right. Make sure you go check out Black Announce Table. Thank you all for being so hashtag with a life. Um, I will see you in Brooklyn. If, by the way, when you see me doing the kickoff show, if you're sitting there in the crowd near me, you got to like have a sign or yell or make me look mage in some way. Yeah, T-shirts. Cheap heat T-shirts. Especially with all the hate I get. The least you could do is in Brooklyn, show love. You know what I'm saying? Eris, I expect you're, you and your crew better be screaming. Spread love is the Brooklyn way. That's, that's facts. Um, do me a favor, both of you guys this week. Mm-hmm. Stay mage.